Hi everyone, you're listening to the We've Got Issues podcast, the place where real women are having real talk about real issues. Today I'm joined by Donna and Abigail from Lancashire Women. I'm joined by Donna and Abigail today from Lancashire Women. Hi, guys. Hiya. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, obviously, this is an organisation that is local to me, so it's something that I've come across online. And quite accidentally, actually, I don't know whether I've told you how I've heard of Lancashire Women. No, I don't think you did. I think you reached out to me about your uh, your body shoot um, fundraiser, but I didn't uh, didn't really hear the whole story. No, well, it's funny, really. So there's um, a printing shop at the top of my street, and I was in there, and it was International Women's Day. Hmm. And there was a lady in there, and I could just hear her, because I'm one of those, I'm listening to everything that's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I just heard her say, if you can print off this poster for me, um, because we need it for the march at Parliament. So I straight away was like, oh, what's going on here then? Anyway, she started talking to me and she told me about um, an International Women's Day event that was going on at Burnley campus. You know, she said, you do realise it's International Women's Day? And I was like, I do. (laughs) 100% know when that is. Um, So, and I was off, off work. So I went up and that's how I I, I came across you guys. And then, like you say, it came to, you know, I was thinking of doing this body confidence shoot and reached out then. So, so yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? How you sort of stumble across people. Yeah, definitely. And it, and it's great that you've um you reached out after meeting like our local charity when you wanted to do this fundraiser because like we said it's love lovely to have local businesses get involved and and just spread the word more about what, who we are and what we do. Absolutely. Well, that leads me straight into obviously for people that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about, about Lancashire Women, who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, definitely. Um, so our charity is all about helping women overcome barriers that they may be facing um, to get to a more positive future. So our clients can come in at whatever stage of their journey they're at and we offer a range of free services. So they go from mental health support um, all the way to energy advice. So we like to do a holistic level of support for our clients so that say if they come in with um, money struggles, we can get them to see our, one of our money advisors while at the same time maybe assessing whether they also need that mental health support as well. Because there's always uh, quite a lot of complex needs that we can see uh, within our local community and we kind of want to address as many of them as we can. Um, So, yeah, it's all about building women's confidence, um, empowering them and and helping them use their voice uh, in the in the future. Yeah. Amazing. And are you finding that you're getting more and more people sort of accessing that help at the minute? I mean, obviously, mental health that. You know, we've, we've had a, a huge problem nationally with that for quite a long time, haven't we? But, you know, sort of the money advice, the energy advice, the cost of living at the minute is really impacting so many people. Have you found more people trying to access your services? Um, yes, we have, actually. Uh, there's a, a correlation, really, between money issues and the rise within mental health. So part of what we do as an organisation is that anyone can refer themselves to Lancashire Women either online or telephone Uh, and as Abby said um, it's a whole systems approach so somebody may be going through um, some financial difficulty 
So, for example, we've got money advice and guidance, but also there's um, energy service. So one of the advisors can talk to them about their money and the budgeting. We could have a team of the energy advisors that may do a home visit to see how they could make savings on their energy. So while that's happening, because their anxiety or stress levels are exacerbated because of problems, and the reality is that we all face problems, I think we've got to be honest about that. And I think this is what we try to get the message over, is that adversity doesn't discriminate. No matter what background you're from, what culture, uh, what financial position you're in, life is challenging and life is difficult. So part of what we encourage women to do is to ask for help. Take, that's the most valuable thing that you could do for yourself as an individual is say, do you know what? I'm struggling and I need some help. And we try to normalise that in Lancashire women, that challenges are difficult in life. And, don't, you know, I know there may be shame and guilt associated with that, but do you know what? On an emotional level, the majority of us have experienced that. I mean, it's interesting there that you say, you know, that there's still sort of that shame and stigma around mental health. And there really is. And I think it's so important that we do then talk about it openly, isn't it? You know, and there does seem to be this little bit of a movement now where people are being a little bit more open about the things that they're going through. But there's quite a lot of, as you said, thinking that, you know, this is a, an exclusive to me kind of problem, like she looks like she's got it all together over there, she can't possibly. And I think it is really important that people realise that, you know, it's normal to have mental health problems. Like you say, life is difficult, isn't it? You know, mm. and we're not robots, so there's going to be things that you sort of struggle with. And actually, you know, if you don't have that support system around you, having an organisation like you guys that you can reach out to for a little bit of, you know, hand-holding and, you know, just to have somebody say, I understand why you would feel like that. Mm. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of us can go through some trauma, but what we don't realise is that we've all got different levels of coping. And one person can cope with something really well and bounce back and another can't because we're all individual and it's okay to not be okay. And I, I would say there are a lot more people who are distressed now than I've ever seen. I mean, I'm in my 60th year and I have seen change. Um, and it's about how can we support each other through that I was just going to say, I was going to add as well that um, in terms of that connection and, and as you were saying, Kelly, about the barriers, I think what I've seen since being in role is that the community hubs are a great model for getting over those barriers. So say, for example, our community hub in Accrington, we have a charity shop in there so that if, um, you know, a client's walking down the street or just someone's walking down the street, they could see the charity shop come in. They might have a browse through the clothes and things. And then while they're in there, they might see a little bit more about what we do and what services we offer. Because I've heard myself and other staff say that a lot of our current clients have said before, oh, well, I don't think Lancashire Women is for me or I'm not in crisis. I don't need this support. But realistically, like Donna was saying before, a lot of people do need support and, and there's a lot of ways that we can support people whatever stage of their journey they're at. So 
with that charity shop and there's that little little step over that barrier of it being this isn't for me because they can kind of see what our community hub is like they can maybe pop in and see the coffee morning while it's going on and realize that we are a very welcoming safe space um and we anyone can walk through the door and, and access that and it's interesting you saying that we're kind of so conditioned to just get on with things that even like you say you know oh well I'm not in crisis well you might not have got to the point of you're in crisis and you desperately need help but have you noticed that you're kind of on the way to that you know where are your stress levels at and there is kind of you know that almost well again probably a shame isn't it that to go well you know they, these people over here have got it so much worse than I've got I, I, it would be selfish of me to access this mm-hmm. because I'm not de- absolutely desperate whereas surely catching people before it gets to that point makes it a little bit easier to help the preventative measure yeah but then I think as you say um that we, we 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 go on and we go on and maybe don't actually realise that we are changing. Other people might notice that we're stressed or we're changing or we're snappy or because of what's going on internally. Um, and it's about recognising them. But a lot of us haven't got that awareness. Um, and that's why change is difficult because when, you know, it's very difficult to ask somebody to change the behaviour or the way that they are if they're not aware of what it is. And so awareness is the key thing for what, you know, we we try to encourage women um, to, to, to do. Um, and also, I think what happens is, especially like with the coffee mornings, that we've noticed that other women are feeling empowered by supporting and encouraging other women. So they may be going through some, something similar, but because they're sharing their experiences, that has helped other people. And so by helping others, sharing your story it helps other women say, do you know what, actually, I'm not on my own. I, rec- I recognise that. You know, when I talk and I'll say to somebody, I know what it feels like to be anxious. I know what it feels like to depress. And it's like, oh. You, you. (laughs) You So for some things that are more of a trigger for others, depending on, you know, our past experience, our belief system, you know, we are quite complex creatures. Um, And I think once we understand ourselves and I think for a lot of uh, of women is we we try to avoid the pain and part of healing is actually being with pain and that is so scary because you think I might not come out of it mm. um, and it's learning <clears throat> how to embrace that and that's why it's good to have some of the courses that we have because you can do that in a safe place you know you're going to go through a a journey change isn't easy and that you will resist it you will resist change and that is normal well it's safe isn't it what you know is safe so the thought of doing something differently is is terrifying isn't it for some people I think again it's so interesting what you just said that you know, people sort of look at you and think, "What? Well, I can't believe you, you're saying you felt like that. And, the, you know, there is a lot of that, isn't there? I mean, people say to me, 
you know, you just look like, you make it look easy. And I think, oh my God, I'm drowning. I'm absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to do this for the kids and your business, cost of living mm-hmm. crisis, food shop, toilets broken, this is going on. And, you know, it's um, perception is everything, isn't it? Which again, I think is why it's so important that you do openly talk. And like you say, come to these kind of meetings where you're taking away from that as well. People are sort of saying, oh, well, it looks like you've got it all together. And by you then going, I really haven't. But that connection comes back, you know, I guess with the power of social media and everything, sort of negativity sells, doesn't it? And it's all, oh, well, you've got to attain to be this and look for that and look for that. And then people are looking and going, well, they must be happy because they've got that. But actually, we are all very in a very similar boat when it comes to mental health, aren't we? Yeah, and I think uh, Langshire Women is special in that way in that we have staff with that lived experience as well. So we have staff members that have come to us as, as clients and then progressed as volunteers and then staff members. And that kind of gives you the extra level of there's no judgment with us. We you know, some of our staff members may have gone through these issues themselves or, you know, they they kind of know what it's like to be a client and they know what it's like to be in that position and in a journey with us so they can empathise a bit more with that. And I think it's it's really special for us to have that with our staff team. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, the NHS is under so much pressure, isn't it? Having a, this kind of organisation where people have been through similar things as well, you know, it takes away that fear of going to the doctor and the doctor not really knowing what to do with you. You know, you've got someone that's got a non-judgmental ear, an understanding ear. And like I say, there's quite a lot of power in being validated, isn't there? And someone saying, I totally understand why you would feel like that. Not like, oh, you feel like that. What shall we do about that then? Yeah, I think for us, what I think what, you know, what I've learned in, in my years is that people want compassion, not sympathy. And there's a big difference. A compassionate person that might, you know, come down and, you know, meet you in your dark place. I might not know what you're thinking or feeling, but I'm here. I'm by your side. You know, we want to just, you know, somebody can come through the door for Lancashire women and they can be heartbroken and crying. And just to give them even two or three minutes to say, right, it's okay, just cry. It's okay, fine. You know, I'm just going to let there and cry. And when you're ready, you can, you speak, you tell me what you need to tell me. Um, And, you know, within that five, 10 minutes, just having somebody for 10 minutes, just listening to you. When you think it isn't a long time, but for someone who doesn't feel like they're being heard or understood, means a lot compassion is 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 key um and also helping people to learn to be compassionate with themselves and you know it's about sharing that with others isn't it to say that journey of healing is that we've got to feel the pain it's painful it is really painful when you're going through a healing journey it's like when you know you you go to the doctors or you've had an operation that while you're healing it's still painful to me trauma is a wound you know so it may scar over so the, the exterior might be really hard underneath the wound it's really sensitive we armor ourselves up to protect ourselves 
and then something triggers us off internally which really hurts us and then it's this battle between being hurt and putting the armor up and it takes a lot of energy yeah and I think as well seeing the stuff that you've been putting out recently Kelly I've seen a lot about you know breaking those generational patterns with with your daughter and I do I I love to see stuff like that because I do think it is important and a lot of parents are now trying to you know highlight the things that have maybe when they were younger weren't helpful in for their mental health or for their body image and it's kind of kind of breaking down those those patterns really isn't it that's it I mean it's kind of frightening to talk about it especially on an online platform because you're thinking well how's it going to be received and you know it's not all it doesn't always necessarily go down very well with family members (laughs) you know who are still in that cycle and don't particularly see anything wrong with it but I think you know Donna hit the nail on the head earlier when she was saying that you know it, it can make you feel good to help others by talking about your experience and you know it kind of feels selfish saying that out loud but it's definitely how I feel I think that like to be able to put voice to what I'm feeling and then somebody else go I felt like that thank you for saying it it's it kind of takes away the guilt for you of putting it out in the first place you know especially if you've been sort of you know raised in that kind of way that it is just like well you know you had a roof over your head and food on the table what's your problem so yeah I think you know it's so important to just talk about it and and like you say in a non-judgmental way as well you know times have changed haven't they you know the things that we thought was normal in you know to expect of children 30 years ago is just completely different than what we think now so you know, why don't we talk about it? You're not necessarily condemning someone for saying when that happened, I felt like this. So I don't want to do that. No, And it is just, I think, like you're saying, it isn't necessarily, you know, highlighting that as a, oh, you were a bad parent or, you know, people did the best they could in certain circumstances, but it's kind of growing from that and, and realising what impact it had you know, for, for me, even when I was younger, I can look back and be like, oh, that had that impact on me. So maybe when I'm in the future, when I have children, I'd like to kind of be a bit more mindful of that. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's, I love it in the sense that it's a positivity of we can we can do better in the future and we can improve on this in that instance is my perspective. I am. Um, you've sent me off on a tangent now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll go off down that route. So, Donna, obviously you did mention about, you know, the courses that you kind of do. Mm -hmm. And I was quite surprised when I was looking through the website how many there are. I mean, is it, Mm -hmm. are you quite a big organisation? I know you've got, is it Blackpool, Accrington and Burnley? Yeah. um, Due to the funding, we are limited to where we can actually deliver. So, so if it's a specific area, then if we've got the funding for it, we can probably more on in one community than the other, which doesn't feel good for us as an organisation, but that's the reality of it. We're a charity and, you know, we've got to pay for heating, lighting, rooms, tutors, you know, with everything comes a cost. Uh, and, and sadly, that impacts on what we can deliver. So part of what we're looking at and the way that we're going, yes, we've got a number of groups, but what um, we're hoping to do is to do some more online groups. So, yeah, the courses uh, that we have are um, uh, financial advice. We've got um, healthy relationships, and it's about actually looking at 
relationships across the board. So a lot of people think, well, I, well, I'm not in a relationship. Yes, you are. You've got friends, you've got family, you've got colleagues. And it's about how do relationships affect me? And this is about looking about communication, boundaries. Some of the stuff that you were talking about, Kelly, as well, is that we learn to relate from the upbringing that we have. And sometimes some of that isn't helpful. And it's only with awareness we realise, and as, as Abby was saying, to become more mindful that, you know, uh, like for me, I have guilt and had to give myself as a parent because I did the best that I could. But I know in some ways I've affected my children because of how I parented them and so did the father. To say, you know, I am sorry I did that. I haven't got a clue that, you know, the veil's been lifted now and now I can see, but I can't change it. But what I can do is I can apologise to you. I can say that I was wrong. And if I knew what I knew now, I would do it differently. So the healthy relationship links to all, all of that. We've got the mind fit, which is probably one of my favorites i love the mind fit course and that's a six-week course that looks at helping you manage your stress your anxiety and we look at how your thought patterns work and how you can challenge your thoughts then we look about how you can regulate your emotions and we give you lots of tools techniques and strategies we're doing one which is really popular is the um creative journaling journaling is a wonderful way to let go and release the emotions talk about your thoughts you can read your patterns and it's done in a very creative way so it's done through art it's do, done through storytelling very uh, got some really positive feedback from uh, the women that have started to do that we're doing something called the um, vision diary. We're piloting that. It's about, have people heard about a vision board? You'll have heard about a vision board. Yeah. I'm sure you have, Kelly. Yeah. You seem like a person that would. Mm -hmm. And um, from vision board, it's about actually, rather than having a big board, it's about actually putting your vision in a, in a, a journal and a diary. Um, we've got chronic pain toolbox. So it's about how you learn to accept where you are and it's about how do you adjust your life to adapt to the effects that the maybe that long-term condition health condition has. It's not about the medical side about it, but it's about how you deal with that. All the research shows that the more stressed and anxious you are, that exacerbates the pain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's learning how to to, to manage that. Um, and we've got the menopause tools. Yeah, well. I thought you you know yeah. it, again it's a bit of a movement. People actually talking about menopause now, which is obviously a good thing for people going through it. But it's absolutely terrifying for me who approaching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we talk about perimenopause as well. And the reality is, I mean, for example, the the course that we're running at the moment, you know, some women don't realise that you know you can actually go 
through the menopause before you're 40 or, you know, perimenopause. And then, you know, it, on average, it can take women two, about three visits to the GP before it's acknowledged that they're actually going through the menopause. Uh, and all those symptoms that are happening, especially some of the two taboo subjects that people don't want to talk about, like, you know, vaginal dryness, for example, um, the brain fog, um, you know, the the um, stress incontinence. So, you know, so what happens is, you know, you'll need those tenor ladies, but because you're, you know, shame about your body changing, not embracing that, and you come through the other end of that, and I just want to let you know it's fantastic going through it. You know, it is a journey. What the feedback is, you know, it's just so lovely to talk to other women. I don't actually feel like I'm going mad. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that my clients sort of mention as well is the anxiety. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's it. And you know, like the effect that your hormones have on you, that, you know, it can only be a positive to be talking about that, you know, because there was always this narrative of men saying like, oh, her indoor, she's having one of her moments and what have you. But whereas if you put it out in the world and people can actually understand, you know, it's not just a, it's not something that you're choosing to behave like. It's something that's just physically going on and you can't unfortunately do anything about it. And I feel for career women, this is exacerbated because they don't want to admit. And then, so then what happens is women start losing their confidence, the, you know, the anxiety. We need to speak about this more. Uh, um, and also hormones for young girls to understand their cycle. Some of them don't even know what a cycle is. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why, you know, going more down the holistic side of things is so important because, you know, if you go into the doctors and you're given a label and this label comes with like, it's this, this, this and this, it feels very un unchangeable, unmovable, doesn't it? Whereas if it's, you know, a holistic approach, you're sort of going, look, you know, this is, this is what we think is happening, but it can look like this, it can look like that. And, you know, take into account that, everybody's different and that there is an end goal of actually getting better rather than it just being this is what you are and that's what you're gonna have to deal with now yeah and I think like we've said before it's that sense of community as well and it's that sense of I'm surrounded by other women that are experiencing the exact same things or just going through similar journeys and I, you're not alone in that and you're in one of our hubs in a in a safe space and we're not judging you you know you're here to just get support and and be around other women and and I think that's quite important um for the groups as well isn't it I mean I think it's absolutely amazing what you do as an organization but obviously you mentioned it is a charity so do you quite heavily rely on donations is that something that's really important to keep the organization going yeah so obviously donations are, are so important for our organization like you say and we're kind of on the smaller end we're not a national charity we rely on on donations and we also have grant and contract funding so for example um for the east lancashire area we've got a contract with the nhs um and then for say our energy advice team we have a contract with with energy redress but from from my perspective because i'm i'm fundraising officer i 
obviously when when you reached out for your body confidence photo shoot it was lovely and I and I really love getting that local community support so when we can get um people in the community fundraising for us they not only obviously bring in much needed money but then they also raise that awareness about who we are and how we can support other women in their area um and obviously I organize things like events as well. So we had our walk in Blackpool in September. So it is just about all the different ways we can just bring in that money, create that sense of community and also then raise raise the awareness at the same time as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, when it's people within the community, it's, it, it's actually speaking to people that you are wanting to help, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I'd, I'd, I'd add to that that... Um, when people actually fundraise, it's unrestricted funding. So when we get the grants from to what we can do, and we see that there are gaps and there are need for additional support. So for me, um, the more funds that we can get that are unrestricted, that for me then gives more support and help. Absolutely. And again, you know, selfishly, you do get something from that yourself as well. Like you said, coming together and, and being able to help others, it does make you feel good. I personally think that helps fill your own bucket as well. You know, um, if it's something that you've got time to do and you're doing it anyway, then why not channel it towards a cause that is is so helpful, especially for me, the fact that it's within my own community. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, you can you know that you're raising that awareness in the community and you know that maybe through you speaking about Lancashire women someone that you know might access one of our services or they might have a family member that needs the support we can offer them so it is you know you get that sense of satisfaction and that oh no I've done some fundraising I've done a really good thing but also I've probably helped someone in in my you know close network with with that support and indirectly helps yourself as well I say you know the power of of coming together again you know I mean it sounds quite negative doesn't it but I do think you know there's such a divide at the moment isn't there you know everything's sort of moving online we're not doing face-to-face as much you know internet banking I went into the bank the other day HSBC in Burnley which is a huge building and there was two members of staff in there there was no counter and I, and I said is it is it just you guys here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I've come in to deposit a cheque. And he said, oh, you know, you can do it on your app, don't you? And, I mean, it terrifies me. I know. I mean, I I probably sound like, you know, a bit of a a a whinge bag, but I just think we're going to end up where you're never coming you're never coming across another person again and that's so dangerous you know it's already when you're having sort of mental health problems anyway you can very easily sort of take yourself back and if we're in a community where you don't have to physically leave your house to do things you can get your food online you know you can watch you know, whatever you want to watch and entertain yourself online now can't you how dangerous to be in a position where we never see each other yeah I think it is important to get out and and whether it's a fundraising event or coming into one of our hubs or, you know, getting together with friends, it's so important because like you're saying, there's that aspect of that loneliness if we're, you know, always online and always on our phones and, and even working from home now, like we do, I do hybrid working and I, I miss sometimes miss out on that office experience when, when we're working from home. So it is important to just to do those social act things and, and get involved and still make sure you're part of your local community to prevent you feeling that loneliness. 
amazing that you guys are doing that and having these coffee mornings to encourage people to come out and you know and like you say even if it is just uh you know you're popping in to have a look at a dress and then you accidentally fall into a conversation yeah. and that meeting of minds yeah I think um amazing absolutely amazing that you do that and you know if anyone can help and donate and support then please do because that will keep those kind of things going you know once upon a time when I was a kid you had youth centers and things didn't you as far as I'm aware I don't think there's anything like that anymore really in in the local community not that I'm aware of I mean I know obviously with like schools they might still have like after school things and but I've seen you know in in my local areas and things a lot of the community centres they are they are shutting down or having to be more restricted just because things like money or just low attendance if if people aren't coming along anymore um so yeah like you're saying it is is a shame to see those local community you know, the, for children, rather than going outside and going out to play, people, they're just sitting at home on games or on their phones and things. And and, and I can, you kind of worry sometimes that with, like, little kids having tablets now, I'm like, are they, you know, they're not going out and just running around their local neighbourhood anymore. And it's kind of scary sometimes, but... It's, it's what you spoke about earlier, Kelly, where be yourselves... And I think it only takes one bad incident that's been blown out of proportion that puts fear on people. So I don't want to be volunteer for a mother and toddler group, for example, is because I saw a table fall and they got sued and then I felt bad for that. Rather than saying, you know, like life, things happen in life, it's how you manage it. But I think we live in such a nanny state now that everybody's fearful of doing good just in case you do something wrong and then that shame's put on them. And I think, like with social media, everything is exacerbated, blown out of proportion. And just as as, as you were saying, you know, earlier, Kelly, as well, that, you know, people, are, are, you know, can have a negative response to that. And some of us aren't resilient, which I think is exacerbating people's mental health issues. And uh, and people are becoming so distressed. Yet the key thing is that communities are breaking down, and that's the key thing that we need. We need to know that we need to connect with each other. That's part of being a human being. I remember that saying: "It takes a village to bring up a child," but most of us are actually sat at home trying to do it all on our own, and we're not designed to do that. So everything that's going on externally goes against who we are fundamentally are as human beings. And there's a really good course called The Science of Happiness, and we touch on that in the mind fit that, you know, we all have a plateau of happiness levels. Um, And that even so, for example, you might get that new relationship, you might win the lottery, but once you've got used to it, you'll come back to that level of happiness you've always had. And it's about how do I need to manage that? So um, for some, yeah, we could put the world's to rights here, Kelly. (laughs) We really could, couldn't we? (laughs) I think we need to schedule another. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But 100%, I think that's why it's so important that, you know, these these kind of organisation is given a bit of a platform to be able to keep pushing the message and, and getting out to people. Because, 
you know, like you say, once upon a time, these kind of things were just normal. You know, you'd have you would have access to a mum's a toddler group, wouldn't you? Where it was a coffee morning or a youth group, you know, places that you could go and come together with people. So the fact that you you guys are doing that, I think it's really important that we do sort of support as much as we can. And I think it's time to get over that guilt and shame of, you know, that it takes courage. You know, it's okay to be scared. I live in fear. I have fears. But I know that if I fed it, that I, I it would immobilise me. So it's about I have to have the courage to face my fear. What do I need to do to get through that? And, um, you know, the three things that I find fundamental to helping me stay uh, resilient and being able to bounce back up is, is about, you know, learning to accept what is. And then some people say, well, I find it difficult to really accept because um, that means that I'm giving in or I'm letting that person get away with it. No. It's just accepting. Can you change it? If you can't change it, don't worry about it. If you can change it, don't worry about it. What What are you going to do about changing it? And acceptance is just saying, okay, this is where I am. It is what it is. I'm making peace with what is. And then where do I go from here? And I, what I'll always say, I remember a, a, a woman that came to one of the courses and she, she'd lost her a, a husband. He was saying, well, that is, I can't accept it. And I just said, well, the only thing that you can do then is accept that you can't accept it. Make peace with not being able to accept it. And she came back the next week and she said, that's the best thing that you could have said. Because I'm not fighting against it. And and then the next thing is about challenging your thoughts and behaviour. If you know that it's feeling not right, you you know, one of the questions that I'll ask myself, is this helping or harming you? And I know that it's harming me. I need to do something different. This isn't helping. And then it's about trying to find something good. Gratitude is one of the key things. Is Even if it's like I turned the shower on and I had hot water this morning and I'm grateful for that. It's just even while you're going through that pain, what are some of the things that you can focus on that that are are ungrateful for? It's just like able to have a cup of tea or whatever it might be. Um, And those three key things, if we can practice those on a daily basis, guarantee it would transform your life yeah yeah and even just putting it out like you just have you know I've got that voice in my head that's saying this to me mm-hmm. and again you look like someone who's got it all together and you know her doesn't she's got everything on track and no worries and we all have that you know nobody wants to sort of be honest about the struggles that we all have you sort of look at people and think she's all right she's fine and just having someone say no 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 I'm some, someone else will hear that and think oh right okay so it's not actually that bad you sometimes sort of think especially if you feel alone in it that I'm not normal and you know why do I feel like this like, sort yourself out and then you can find yourself spiraling can't you mm-hmm. I think humour is a great thing. So when in the in the courses, I you know use 
humor and, I, and i'll talk about the chitter chatter going on in my head and then people come and say head no normalize it this is what happens um you know uh yeah I mean, I, I obviously, I live alone with the kids. So once the kids are in bed, I sometimes, I talk to myself. I say this to people in the salon all the time. You know, if I've done something stupid, I don't have a, a partner there that will, like, take the mickey out of me. And I sort of do it to myself a little bit as well, you know. And sometimes it does help to just say it out loud, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's fine. And that's normal. It's just, I don't worry if the plants start talking to you or something like that. <laughs> The only time yeah exactly that's when i know i've had too many jeans <laughs> <laughs> well i think you know like i said before what you're doing is absolutely amazing i will make sure that there are links below to the website so that people can access the courses because there are so many aren't there like you say and instead of it all being kind of one thing i was really taken about the fact that there was money advice and energy advice and how important that is and you know if you can get a little bit of help on that then that will naturally ease the stress that potentially lead to some of these more mental problems as well won't it so I'll make sure that all of that is there for people to access. There is also um, a donation link that I have as well that's still live, isn't it? So I'll make sure that goes under. And for anybody listening, if anything that you've heard has touched a nerve or, you know, you've resonated with it, no amount is too small. You know, even if it's just a pound, a couple of pounds, if we all did that, it would just be absolutely amazing. So thank you so much, guys, for coming on and talking um, and for really, you know, putting across what it is that you do. And hopefully, you know, people will reach out and it's made people realize that they're not on their own yeah well thank you Kelly for having us and also for doing the amazing work fundraising on our behalf as well so I, we really appreciate that and yeah it's amazing so thank you so much thank you thank you Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I think we can all agree what an absolutely fantastic organisation Lancashire Women are and how lucky we are to have something like that in Lancashire for women to reach out and receive support. Obviously, there's no financial element to it. Unfortunately, in today's world, you know, the NHS is absolutely bogged under. And, you know, if you don't have disposable income to go and get yourself counselling and get yourself the help you can feel a little bit trapped. So having something like Lancashire Women that people can access, free support, not only mental health support, but also energy and money advice in today's world, in this cost of living crisis that's causing so much stress for so many people. What a fantastic charity. As it is a charity, obviously they do need funding and donations. So as I said, I will leave the donation link below for anyone. If you can give anything, no amount is too small. Um, it all goes directly to them and will fund them being able to provide this support for people that so desperately need it. So thank you so much for listening. Please do hit follow and tune in for the next episode for more real women having real talk about real issues.